Good evening, Legacy City Church fam. Here we are, ready to enjoy the Lord's presence. That's why I know you all come. That's why I'm here, because if the Lord's presence wasn't here, I wouldn't want to do this. <clears throat> so just to set the table, well, actually, to, to bring the menu out tonight, we just we really felt like this would be a good night for us to not have me preach a, a big message, um, although there is a message that's in my heart, and it's going to sound a little bit like a preach. Um, I actually, I wanted to open up with some scriptures, and then just chatting with these guys over here just a minute ago, I'm like, as much as I wanted to read from First Peter to open it up, just to crack open the meeting, I felt like there's just something about Psalm 103. We're going to actually, the first song that we're going to dive into tonight comes straight from Psalm 103. So as much as I want to go into that, um, I might read just a little bit. So just, just take, take some time. Just take a deep breath. Let it out. Just breathe in the Lord's presence. You know, Jesus breathed on his disciples saying, receive the Holy Spirit. So you can just breathe his presence in. His presence is all around us. We can breathe them in. We can just, we can marinate. We can, we can get drunk on the fresh, the fresh wine of his presence, the fresh wine of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. So we're going to have a time of worship tonight. We're going we're gonna to go into a little bit of prayer. Just We're going to let the Holy Spirit come, release joy, release the heartbeat of heaven over us. <laughs> I think if you need some joy, you should go sit next to John right now. Just, just wrap your arms around him and say, give me some of that. He's a joy bear. Remember the Care Bears? He's like the Care Bear, but it says joy right across his belly. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was going to open up with 1 Peter, because 1 Peter chapters 1 and 2 talks about our, our holy call, our call as, as kings and priests to worship Jesus, to, to be ministers of God. But this is so good. So, so yes, we're, we're going to open up with some scripture. We're going to have some joy before we even start cracking open the wine barrel. We're going to pray a little bit tonight. We'll take some communion. I do have a little, just a little snippet treat uh, reserved for us to, to feast on. Um, just in real, real quick, this coming week, so Tammy and I are going to be uh, going down to Bethel. And we're going, yes, we're, we're, we're so looking forward. So, so check this out. We don't feel like we're going to get more of the same. I don't know about Tammy. I'll speak for myself. I, I believe, I feel in my spirit that God is going to release something new to us. Now, we want more of the same. We want more of his presence, more of, of his anointing on our lives. But we don't necessarily have to go to Reading and go to a Bethel conference for that. But there is something that is imparted when, when you set aside time and vacation time and finances to, to go someplace and position, position yourself before God 
to receive what he has for not just you, but for your, your church family for this next season. So that's why we're going, and I believe God has something, something fresh, something that's strategic, something that's going to be transferable. I believe that, that we're going to be able to release that, that we don't go just for Scott and Tammy. There's part of it, there is a refreshing for, for the two of us that we, de- we desperately need refreshing, just like you all need refreshing too, okay? Yeah. So, whoa. Um, so that's going to happen. But I, I felt like tonight, just, just the focus of, of the presence of God, the focus for us to really press into what he has for us. So I think we'll probably pray and just ask the Lord for more, for more of him. You know, when we go into prayer tonight, we'll take communion and just um, whatever we need, we know that he has. In fact, so this is what we're talking about, you know, before, before we started. And we're going to go into this. So I'm going I'm to pull things together in my brain real quick. Tighten it up, shore it up. We're going to look at the word of God. But this was the picture when I was talking to John and Charla. You know those old houses where the attic opening was this, this uh, hole in the ceiling that has a panel. And you move it and you grab hold of that rope and you pull that thing down. And it just goes and then you have access. I believe that we have grace tonight to pull, on, <laughs> to pull on heaven because God has given us access. We have been given free and fresh access through the blood of Jesus for everything we need in our time of need, whether that's peace, whether that's healing, whether that's grace, whether that's freedom, Whatever you need, strength, strength to mount up with eagle's wings, to soar above the highest heights over life, to soar with God in your situation. Whatever it is, we get to pull on heaven tonight. And the storehouse of heaven is chock full. It is loaded. It is, you know, years ago, a different church, I had this picture in worship, and it wasn't received. They, they probably didn't know me well enough, but I did submit it to, I submitted it to the lead elder of the church after worship. I was like, I had this picture. I'll just tell you. You can do it with it what you want. But in worship, I was seeing a tent. You know how inside of a tent, if it's raining, sometimes the rain will sit on top of the roof of the tent. And I don't know if you know this or not, and I don't know how accurate it is, but if you are in that tent and you touch that water that's above there, you will actually cause a drip to come through, depending on the material of the tent. Ho! Yeah, just say, ho! So the storehouse of heaven, the storehouse of heaven is full. It's full of everything we need. All we need to do is reach up and pull down heaven with our praise tonight. We get a pull on heaven with our praise. This is for you too, my son. This is for you. Everything you need for your now, for your future, everything he has supply right there. Whether that's mental clarity or physical strength or emotional, spiritual discernment, wisdom, everything direction the lord his word is a lamp feet and a light for your path he wants to light up the path before you but he wants you and me to take hold of his hand 
and begin to walk forward with him as he shines the light in a dark time, in a dark world. Darkness is all around, right? But behold, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, and his word is a lamp. Awesome. So that's the preach. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read some Psalm 103, and then we are going to just dive right into worship. Oh, hang on. I got I don't know if, if there's a declaration. Oh, there is. There is. We're going to actually, so I won't have you guys stand yet. So say this with me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. What does that mean when you're saying, O oh my soul? What are, are you telling something to do something? You're telling your soul, your, your mental faculties, you're telling your brain, bless the Lord. Like, you got to tell yourself, bless the Lord. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of our God. It's a sacrifice sometimes. You may not feel it. So bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Say this, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Say it again. All. All his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Okay, you might need to say my iniquity if you're going to say it. Who forgives all my iniquity. Who heals all my diseases. Who redeems my life from the pit. Who crowns me with steadfast love and mercy. Check this out. Who satisfies me with good. Who taste and see that the Lord is good. Good, 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 good. So good. He satisfies me with good. Satisfies me with good. So that... My youth, say my youth, my youth, is renewed like the eagles. That's a good word. This is truth. This is the word of God. It's living and active. It's sharp. It is real. It is ready to come into your thinking, into your life, to infuse you with life and hope and joy tonight. These are promises. All of God's promises are what? They're yes. And they're amen in Jesus. Are you in Christ? Are you in Jesus? Then they, these are his promises for you to take hold of. So I'm going to just start reading some of this. You can repeat it, I guess. Um, let's see. Right here. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. Check this out. This is the nature and character of our God. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding, just say abounding, in steadfast love. He will not always chide. You're like, what does that mean? Not, not chive. You know, I don't even know what that means either when people say chive on. But anyway, does that sound bad? Okay, I have no idea. Nor will he keep his anger forever. 
He doesn't deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. As high as the heavens are above the earth, imagine it, just picture it, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. That's huge. That is great. His steadfast love for you who fear him, it's great. So great. As far as the east is from the west, I don't think you can really measure that distance, can you? So far does he remove our transgressions from us. And we're going to stop with this part here. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Why don't we stand up? We're going to dive on in to the deep end of the pool. Something. <laughs> he, he wants something. <laughs> uh, when you... When you said you guys were going down there and you weren't just going for yourself, for us, I just saw both of you sitting in boat, casting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to the other side. Yeah. Glory. Okay. So we'll figure out which side we've already cast on. We'll just do both sides until we pull in. Yeah, we'll each take a side. If he's moving on the left, we're going to go to the left. If he's moving to the right, we're going to jump, jump, jump in the river. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do a a declaration. You guys ready for this? It's kind of interesting because some of the stuff we were praying for tonight, uh, a little while ago, we were going to be doing in a declaration. So here we go. This is Legacy City Church declaration number one. It's not, a, it's not a list of declarations we stole from Bethel, although those are really good. In fact, I just want to, I want us to declare one thing from one of the declaration readings from Bethel. Can we do this one? My mouth establishes praise, My mouth establishes praise. to silence the enemy. To silence the enemy. Mm. Bam. How about this one? Everywhere I go, Everywhere I go. is a perfect health zone. Oh, that's good. Hmm. All right, here we go, guys. Ready? As we present ourselves to you today in this place of worship, we are believing you for heaven opened, a fresh outpouring of your spirit, eyes to see you and ears to hear your voice, intimacy and authenticity with you. Miracles, signs, and wonders released. The impossible made possible. Established in our identity in Christ. Unity and like-minded in beliefs. Powerful pillars in the community. Excellent stewards of your presence. A training center for inner transformation and provision for the vision. Father, we thank you tonight, God. We come into your presence to worship you, to give you the glory and honor that you deserve. God, we are your priests. We are your royal priesthood. And it's our heart, our desire tonight to minister unto you. 
So God, let our worship touch your heart. Let our praise bless your heart tonight as we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, hallelujah. worship you in this place tonight, Lord. We exalt your name, Jesus. Name above all names. High and lifted up. There is no other higher than you, Lord. We just bow in your presence, Lord. We worship you, Lamb of God. You're worthy, Lord. I feel like it would be appropriate for us to just take this time and, and move into a time of communion. We've been singing about our lamb. We've been singing about his sacrifice, his blood. What can change the leper's spots? What can make us white as snow? Jesus, it's your blood, it's your cross, it's your sacrifice that you did for us. It's your work of atonement that you made for us. You provided a covering for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the atonement, the propitiation of your blood over our sins. Thank you, Lord, that we are covered. We are covered by you, hidden in you. There's no better place to be. I want to go ahead and ask you guys, let's just... Let's just go ahead and, and move forward and come and grab your communion elements. And let's just take it back to your seat. Maybe uh, you want to grab one? Or I can actually, we can, you got that? Okay. Tammy has the wine, I have the grape juice. participate in the Lord's table. This is, we, we call this the Lord's table, remembering his blood and his broken body for us. So this is a meal, in a sense, a meal for believers in Jesus. So if, if you've given your life to Jesus, if you said, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I want you to be the ruler and king over my life, then this, this supper is for you to participate in.
Thank you, Lord. Thanks. There's this scripture. David's been referring to it now and then. It's this passage in Ephesians chapter 3. And it's about the, the multifaceted wisdom of God. You know, I believe in heaven that the angels never cease. They never tired of saying, holy, holy, holy. Because every moment he turns his face, every moment he just moves a little bit, they see another facet of who the creator is. Now, I'm making that up, but it's possible. I believe it. They don't ever tire. They don't ever cease to worship. Day and night, night and day, they worship the Lamb. But it says in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul was saying, to me, though I am the least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light any, excuse me, and to bring to light for anyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And here's the key. So that through the church, that's you and me, through believers in Jesus, through the church, the manifold or many-folded, many-faceted, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. When we're worshiping, the Spirit of God is releasing wisdom and revelation. He's releasing life and healing. He's restoring. He's stripping away. He's renewing. He's imparting. Tonight when we were worshiping, I saw it, it looked like gauze. It looked like a heavenly gauze, like a bandage coming and wrapping around minds, hearts and minds. And I believe tonight the Lord is healing wounds. He's healing soul wounds. He's, he's healing offenses in the mind. I believe he's even healing actual physical brain trauma. If any of those are things that you have experienced, and I think everyone in the room has experienced a trauma, a wounding of some kind. The Lord wants to heal it. I saw fresh blood. I saw something fresh as the bandage was being wrapped around. He's our healer. He is your healer. And he wants you to be free and to receive healing tonight in that place of trauma, that place of injury. So hold this bread before you. Jesus, we thank you for your broken body on the cross. It is on the cross that you took upon yourself, you bore in your body on the cross our sin, our sickness, our disease, our brokenness, our trauma. You wore a crown of thorns on your head so that we could be healed in our minds so that we could be healed in our heart. 
we receive this bread, this broken piece of bread that represents your body broken for us. We thank you tonight, Lord, as we take this bread and prepare to, to consume it, we recognize that your body was broken so that we could become part of your body, so that we wouldn't be isolated, we wouldn't be alone, we wouldn't be suffering in our sin and our brokenness, but we would be absorbed, we would be received by the Father into the body of Christ to receive new life and a new heart and a new mind, healing. In Jesus' name, go ahead and eat the bread. If there's two or three of us in the room that have a special a special meaning of the blood of Christ to you. The blood of Jesus has done so much for us. But if there's a special, unique facet of the atoning, powerful blood of Jesus that is, that is burning with passion in your heart about what he did for us, I want to have you share that. Maybe two, one, two, maybe three people. If you have a word about the blood of Christ that you want to speak, I want to just open it up right now. The blood of Christ is more than enough. It covers all sins. It was more than enough. It is more than enough. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, more than enough. Anybody else? His blood, his precious blood, shed for you and me on Calvary, poured out on the cross, nails in his hands and feet, a crown of thorns upon his head, stripes born in his body on his back. for the healing of the nations. One sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ is endless. It just pours and pours it is endless for the entire world to absorb, to take, to drink. As new people come into the fold, it's just an endless amount of blood. It's forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said, unless, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, this is in the Bible, guys. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, 
you have no life in you. We take this cup tonight because this cup represents the blood of the Lamb, the blood that was shed and poured out on the cross for you and me. It's the blood of Jesus that can set you free. It's the blood of Jesus that can cleanse, that can wash your conscience. It's the blood of Jesus that gives you and me access to come before the throne of God, to worship. But Jesus, you said, unless we drink this blood, unless we take this cup and drink it, we don't have life in us. So tonight we drink this cup, this blood of the new covenant, and we receive the life that you poured out for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Before I, I want to invite um, any of you from our the core team here. You guys know who you are, the core, right, Johnny? Right, Charlie. I want to invite just anyone from our core. If you have a, a word, a, a prophetic word, feel is in the heart of God for us tonight to declare, to pray out. Um. I'm going to invite you to come up. In fact, you can do that now if you do have something. Uh, we can go into a time of intercession. But I, I want to go back. I want to revisit this picture that I had tonight of the gauze. I just felt like the Lord was wanting to, to show you. I believe he was actually healing those things in the heart and mind tonight as we were worshiping. I, I asked him what he was doing in the room, and I, that's what I saw was this just like a thick, layer of gauze just coming and wrapping around. He heals the brokenhearted. The Lord heals the brokenhearted. And he has called us as sons and daughters of God to heal hearts. We get to apply, we get to administer the grace of God. He's entrusted you and me to minister his, his goodness and his grace, his healing balm to the broken hearts, the broken places of the sons and daughters of, of Adam. To restore them, to, to bring them to the Father, to show them Jesus is the answer, Jesus is the door, he is the gate, that you can come and you can lay your burden down at the feet of Jesus and you can take his yoke upon because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And he wants to wrap his arm around you. He wants to pull you close into his safety and security and his protection because he's a big brother. And that's what a big brother does. A big brother, King Jesus, puts his arm around you and me and he says, you're protected. I've got you. And he says, I want to bring you to my father and your father. To reconcile us to the Father. No longer orphans, no longer wandering, but reconciled to the Father. Home, home with the Lord, home in His presence. So 
if that's you and, and that was something that, that resonates with you, I just, I'm going to ask you just to pop your hand up. And if you do, this is, this is the result. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I don't want to make it awkward for anyone, but I just would like for some of us to get around you and just release the blessing of, of God, to re release the blessing of the Spirit of God over your heart and your mind and to declare yes and amen to what I believe he's doing in the room tonight. So if that's you, if you have a, a wounded heart or a, a, a soul wound, you have a, a hurt that you believe that the Lord wants to heal, then I, I want to have a few minutes to get around you and just pray blessing. I'm just going to keep my eyes open for a pop-up of a hand. If not, we're good. Was it you, Tammy? <laughs> hey, I'll be the first to admit. Why don't we do this? We all, we all suffer offenses. We all even if someone doesn't mean to say something hurtful or, you know, dishonoring, disrespectful, unloving. People are people, right? Some of us are married to some of those people. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. Sometimes she puts her foot in her mouth. She'll be the first to admit it, right? Yeah, none of us are perfect. Sometimes it's a coworker or a boss or a neighbor or a relative. The Lord cares about your heart. He cares about your emotions. He cares about the tender places inside of you and me. And he wants you and me to pull him close, to pull him into that, that personal place of vulnerability so that he can kiss, so he can breathe his spirit into that broken place. So since we all fall into that at some point, let's just close our eyes. Let's just put our hands out before him now. Jesus, we receive your healing balm. Lord, we pull you close. Just put your hand on your heart. We pull you close into our heart tonight. We receive your love. We receive your kindness. God, we, we absorb the embrace of heaven right now. And we turn our ear towards your still small voice. And we hear you say that I've got you. I've got you. I love you. I care for you. Cast your cares on me now. Cast your burden on me now. I feel like the Lord is saying that. Pour it all out right before me, right now. Give me your pain. Give me your brokenness. And let me give you the gift of my presence in exchange. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Multifaceted, manifold, 
the manifold wisdom of God. You know, you can't exhaust the goodness of the Lord. You can't run out of ways that he can fix a, a problem that needs a solution. Jesus really is the answer. Back in the 70s, I think they turned that into bumper stickers, and Jesus is the answer. You know, the little one-way finger sticking up. Try Jesus. Trust in the Lord. But it's true. He is the answer to everything. Team, you guys got something? we're worshiping tonight <clears throat> getting pictures of seeing the lamb on the throne and it's a throne of gold but it's so refined that it's that it's almost like clear glass and I just hear the Holy Spirit saying I'm so glad you're here It's so good to be with you. Let me heal that wound for you. Let me bind up that, that wound for you. And I hear him saying, you can lean on me. You can depend on me. I love you, and I'm so glad you're here. It's so good to be with you. I needed to hear that. Did you guys need to hear that? You know, it's the, the Father's delight that his children his kids come into his presence and know that he's, he's pleased with them. He's pleased with you. He loves you. This might sound like so, oh, so sweet, so lovey-dovey, but the Bible tells us he's a father. And just as an earthly father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. I forgot I had this scripture to pull up right up here. You know, since he's a good father, he has good gifts for us. If an imperfect parent knows how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? Do you want the Holy Spirit's fullness? Yeah, I want it. Without the fullness of the Holy Spirit, without being filled, it's like a car without gasoline. It's, and sometimes when you're running low, it, you need to be refilled because if you know like a car, sometimes cars, there's gunk in the bottom of the, of the gas tank. And if you let it get all the way to the empty, you might pull some of that into the fuel line. Boy, that might be a prophetic picture. Don't let your tank get so low that you pull stuff into the fuel line. The good news is, if you have, 
he is like the master mechanic and he knows how to fine-tune the fuel injection system that he designed you to carry and he wants to fill your tank he wants to fill your container you are a vessel a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you a gift of God the very presence the very person of the Holy Spirit given to you to abide with you to live in you you have become a temple of the Holy Spirit that's good news so if I'm a temple if you're a temple he's a temple she's a temple wouldn't you like to be a temple too <laughs> you guys are like I don't even get that but if you knew Dr. Pepper commercials from the 80s you, you would know I want to read something quick here. This, this is going to come to a, a landing place tonight. I feel like the 13-minute the uh, word to share with you guys, the video clip, is going to be good. It's about, it's about releasing the supernatural presence of God. You and I were born not only to host the Holy Spirit, to be filled and indwelt by His presence, but we were also called and designed to release that river of his presence out of us everywhere we go. In other words, you're supposed to leak. Leaky vessels. It's not a bad thing. That's actually what he wants. He wants you and me to learn how to fling wide the gate of your heart and to allow his presence to move through you in all of his wisdom and goodness and glory and bring his kingdom bring encounter to those around us. So this is a, a fun word. Somebody gave me this book some time ago. I've been looking at it. Fun little daily devotional here from Smith Wigglesworth. This is day number seven. It's an appropriate day, although Sunday is the first day of the week, but we'll pretend it's day seven today because seven is a God number, right? It says, filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Excess. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. I think I already asked, do you want to be filled with the Spirit? Yes. Well, as we look up here, all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is ask, because he's, he's good. Smith Wigglesworth said, There is a necessity for every one of us to clear out the fuel line. <laughs> that was a prophetic act, too. He didn't even know it, probably. I'm kidding. So there's a, there's a necessity for every one of us to be filled with God. It is not sufficient to have just a touch or to be filled with a desire. The only thing that will meet the needs of the people is for you to be immersed in God so that whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, it may be all for the glory of God. In that place, you will find that all your strength, mind, and soul is filled with a zeal not only for worship, but for proclamation. Hmm. See, we did a lot of worship tonight. 
And I believe we've done a lot of proclamation in that worship. But God wants to fill us with his fire, with his zeal, not only for worship, but for proclamation. That proclamation will be accompanied by all the power of God, which must move satanic power. The power of God, he wants to entrust into you and me his power so that through the proclamation, the power of the enemy, satanic power would be moved. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you have the power of God through the infilling of the Holy Spirit to actually move principalities, to, to move demonic forces? To move them and disturb the world and make it feel upset. That's Smith for you. To move, to, to move principalities and to disturb the world and make it feel upset. The reason the world is not seeing Jesus is because Christian people are not filled with Jesus. You know and I know as well. I have my days where I'm not really filled, kind of running on low, and I'm not representing Jesus very well. But the heartbeat of God in our heartbeat should say yes to, is that God, we want to be filled with you. We want to be consumed with your spirit, consumed with Jesus so that we could be like him in the world. Amen? Oh, good. I'm glad you guys are awake. So he goes on to say, they are satisfied with weekly meetings. This, don't, don't take this as a rebuke either, guys, okay? This is a spur, an encouragement to go deeper, to press, to ask. Ask, seek, and knock. They are satisfied with weekly meetings, occasionally reading the Bible, sometimes praying. Beloved, if God lays hold of you by the Spirit, you will find that there is an end of everything and a beginning of God so that your whole body becomes seasoned with a divine likeness of God. Pray this closing prayer. So just say this with me, guys. Me, Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you need to repeat that, Make it personal. Holy Spirit, come and fill us now. Fill me now. Overflow. And continue to pray this with me. May the people whom I come in contact with on a daily basis see only Jesus when they look at my life. Make me a divine likeness of God. Amen. That's what it's all about, guys. You know, it's really so simple. I think we complicate it by trying to add too much. But at the same time, God's like, I got so much to show you that I want you to run into the treasure house of heaven and just explore and find the, the fun things. But, but when it comes back down to the, keeping the main thing, the main thing, it is being filled with Holy Spirit so that you and I can be Jesus to those around us.
that we could represent Jesus. We would carry the weight of his heart everywhere we walk, everywhere we go. You guys all good? You guys ready for a little uh, Bethel snippet of releasing the supernatural presence of God? We're going we're gonna to watch this little, I think, total of 13 minutes. We'll watch it, then we're going to close out with a declaration regarding some of the things that we're going to hear from Steve Backlund. Steve Backlund is one of our favorites. We have really the only book on the shelf is Declarations. You know, he, he's a part, he, he and his wife, Wendy Backlund, are a part of the senior leaders staff of Bethel Church. And they lead a ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. And they are passionate about igniting the hope in the hearts of Christians, of people. And they're also passionate about seeing Christians caught on fire with the joy of the Lord. One of his books is called Let's Just Laugh at That. It's about laughing at the lies of the enemy. Sometimes you can declare something and then just break the power of that stronghold by laughing. Laughter is good medicine. Laughter breaks strongholds. The devil hates it when you're joyful. He does not like joy. He's a joy killer. It's true. You guys know it. I would, I'd have you say some lies to laugh at, but it can get weird if you're not really good at it. And Steve Backlund is really good at it. He'll say stuff like, let's just laugh at this lie. The Northwest is too hard for people to get saved. Ha, 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 ha. See now, see the, the ability to actually laugh at that lie, because that's not true, that is a lie. But there's something about that that almost feels true. And so God wants to, he wants to break us out of those strongholds, those mindsets that the gospel, that the Northwest is too hard for the gospel to penetrate. Or that I'm too old to be used by God. Ha! <laughs> Or I'm too young to be used by God. Those are just lies, you know. Or I have to go off to Bible college and get a, get a degree. I have, to, I have to go through a whole bunch of courses before I can heal the sick or cast out a demon. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Well, here we go. We're going to go ahead and shift gears, and we're going to watch this little video, and then we're going to wrap up the night. Hi, Steve Backlund here. I have the privilege of sharing with you on the culture, Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. And I, I just I love that. And, you know, you just look at the book of Acts and I think that's a great beginning point. You know, Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in Acts 1.8 and you shall be my witnesses and, you know, from the local area to all around the world. And then in Acts 2, they literally, they have a baptism of the Holy Spirit and they are empowered and they did what Jesus did. And obviously uh, they had done that in the gospels as well. When Jesus sent them out to do signs and wonders, he said, you know, go out, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. 
in Mark 16, he said, these signs will follow them that believe and list these things, you know, and one of the things, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And we really realize that, that Jesus, he wants us to do it. He wants us to flow in miracles. And not only wants us, he's empowered us to. And certainly, you know, through the church age, we've, we've had different theologies that have, that have been created in dispensationalism. And some would teach that, that, they, that no miracles don't happen anymore. But we don't believe that. We believe that, that the, the plan and purposes of God is that we owe the world an encounter and that God has equipped us. And, and, and there is even a, just an expectation that we will, we will go after that. And you, know, you look at the, the book of Acts and the book of Acts is, in itself is, is a, a, just a, a prime example of what really the normal Christian should be like. When I was pastoring, I, I did a, a series called The Normal Christian Life and went through the book of Acts, and you look at it, it's encounters. It's supernatural. It, you, Acts 1, you've got them talking to angels, and the, the angels literally talking to them. You've got Acts 2, you've got the power of God showing up, hearing wind, tongues of fire on their head. You, you have a healing in Acts 3 where they, Peter and John, the man who was laid at the gate of the temple, they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And there was a, a significant miracle. And Acts 4, it's talking about they're having a prayer meeting. And in the prayer meeting, there's a supernatural earthquake. In, in that meeting, Acts 5, you've got Peter's shadow healing people. You've, in Acts 7, you have Stephen, who's actually being killed in stone. He, he sees the heavens opening and, and that literally he hears, he sees Jesus standing at the Father and have the right hand of the Father. You have Acts 8, you've got Philip going into Samaria with, with miracles and, and power. And, and then he's also transported uh, from that point. He's talking to the Ethiopian eunuch and he's supernaturally transported to Azotus. You got Acts 9 of the supernatural power of God hitting a man named Saul. And, and, and Ananias uh, comes and lays hands on him and scales fall off his eyes. It's supernatural. You got Acts 10 as a trance that Peter has. And he goes and he goes to where no Jews gone before to a Gentile group and speaks to them. And before he gives the altar call, they're praying, they're speaking in tongues and you got Acts 12, you have Peter. He just is let out supernaturally out of jail. An angel wakes him up and he has doors opening. Uh, and it goes on. I mean, you got Acts 14, Paul's in a meeting. He's preaching and he sees a man who has faith to be healed and he releases healing. Acts 16, Paul and Silas are in jail and they're... Uh, singing hymns at midnight and there's an earthquake and the supernatural power of God hits them and chains fall off. Jailer gets saved. And man, you go Acts 19, Paul's doing unusual miracles. Uh, you know, aprons and handkerchiefs that were, uh, that had touched Paul went and they healed 
people and delivered people and all through the book of Acts. Acts 28, you have Paul on an island, a viper jumps out of a fire, <laughs> attaches to him, people waiting for Paul to die, didn't die. The power of God. And so you just, we look at that and we understand that Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. And we, first of all, we just, we understand it's true. We have to believe it. And I'm talking to people, you wouldn't be in this course if you didn't believe that. And then we understand that we, we, we grow into it. We, we grow in, I mean, John Wimber, he, a great leader of the vineyard movement. He, I heard this, he prayed for a thousand people before he saw anybody get healed. It's, we were relentless in our pursuit of it. And it's one of the things we, we just can't do is we just can't create theology based out of our experience. Because if we're using our experience to determine what the will of God is, if we pray for someone and they're not healed and then we conclude that God didn't want them healed, then that belief system is going to actually work against us. We don't, we don't deny the past. We just don't get our beliefs out of it. And it is really the people who, who just say, you know what? Here's, here's, I believe, you know, I believe Jesus not only took my sins on the cross, he took my sickness on the cross, and I believe that is the will of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And when we believe that Jesus wants people healed, when we believe he wants people delivered of uh, of addictions and demons, and we believe that that is in the will of God, then, then the miracles and the supernatural gets released through those beliefs. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So again, the will of the faith begins where the will of God is known. If we ask anything according to the will of God, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we get our theology right. And this course is certainly uh, helping with that. And, you know, many of the resources here that you're, you're, you're being, that are being recommended to you, books that Bill Johnson has written is going to really help on, on, on earth as it is in heaven, which is really, you know, you just think about, okay, me understanding what is the will of God. Well, that's, you know, Bill has just really simplified it and said, you know what? If it's on earth and not in heaven, it's not God's will. There's no cancer in heaven, so we can be confident. Of that. And so again, I'm kind of overemphasizing that maybe, but it's for a purpose of because then that's going to create a relentlessness, you know, in our lives. I remember when Bill Johnson's dad died and he, he, he died from cancer. Earl Johnson, a great patriarch, great father of, of our movement. And he, 
you know, we prayed, fasted, we sought. We know that cancer's not the will of God. But he still, Earl Johnson still died from that. And I remember sending Bill um, an email after that happened because I had just read about a group of explorers that were seeking to walk up to the top of Mount Everest. And it was the third group. It was led by a man named Mallory. And the first two expeditions that had tried to conquer Mount Everest, they had died in doing that. And this Mallory group also tried to conquer, and they also perished in that. And they had a, they had a dinner in their honor of, of that particular expedition group. And there was a speaker at the dinner, and he was speaking, and there's a picture of Mount Everest that was there at that dinner. And he, he pointed at Mount Everest, and he said this. He said, Mount Everest, you've defeated us once. You've defeated us twice. You've defeated us three times. But we will defeat you because you can't get any bigger, but we will. You can't get any bigger, but we will. And you know, that's really, that's, I, I've taken that into my spirit. Cancer, you know what? You're not going to get any bigger, but we will. And we're, we're on a journey uh, of, of seeing the supernatural being released in, in greater ways. And so I say to you today, you know, Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. And I, I just say, you and I, we are empowered to do that. It's not just the big name people. Wow, you know, big name healing evangelist. Yep, he's the one who does it. One thing I love about the school, the, the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, is that it raises up people in every sphere of society, the church, education, the home, business, government, arts, entertainment, whatever. And it says, you are empowered to do supernatural ministry here. You, you're empowered to prophesy. You're empowered to pray and release blessing that's actually going to change the whole culture. You're empowered to pray for the sick. You're empowered to supernaturally share the gospel so that people can get saved. And, and this, this division between those who are supposedly in full-time ministry, vocational ministry, maybe we can call it that, and the people who aren't, that division's getting broken. And that, is, that excites me. That excites me. And I believe this, you know, even, even you watching right now, something is happening in you that the Lord is releasing an impartation. And I see this in you. There's going to be increase of miracles. There's going to be an increase of, of prophetic anointing that's going to break people open, that's going to break them open in a good way. And I just believe that even the book of Acts, as I shared that whole you know, so, so many of the supernatural phenomena in there. Even the book of Acts is going to come alive to you. And, and whether it's trances, whether it's transportation, whether it's, you know, you're getting creative ideas of handkerchiefs, aprons to see people get healed. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this. And it's been a, just a privilege to be able to take a few minutes with you and 
to share with you on this great culture that Jesus empowers supernaturally. I don't know about you guys, but that's what we're in pursuit of. If you want boring Christianity, you're in the wrong church. Because we're going for it. We're going for it. We're going to strap on our weapons. We're going to shoot some demons. Why don't you guys stand up? You know, this is, again, you know, we started out the evening mentioning that we're, Tammy and I are going to be going down to Bethel for a conference this week. And we, we believe that God has something more for all of us. And we just want to be import-exporters. We want to go down and import it, and then we want to come home and export it. And all, all it is that we're after is, is the tools and the equipping and maybe some impartation of the Holy Spirit that we have yet to taste of maybe a, a new kind of infilling that we have yet to experience. I don't know, but I'm open for whatever God wants to do, and we want it so that we can further the efforts of extending the kingdom here in Bremerton. And not just here, it, in this room, yes, but not just in this room. Like, for me, when I go to the post office, for Tammy and I, when we're walking through Fred Meyer or Costco, for you guys, when you're walking your neighborhoods or driving uh, to and fro, when you go wherever you go. This is, this is for all of us. And I love it that Steve said that, that this is not for the super evangelist or, you know, the, the certain few that have the anointing to do miracles. Jesus said that those of us who believe in him, the same works, he said, greater works than these will you do because I'm going to the Father. He said, the, the same works I do, you will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. In other words, the multiplication of human bodies that carry the power and presence and authority of God, we get to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. We get to be the ones that get to undo the works of the devil. And God knows, you guys all know, the devil has had a heyday with many people's lives. Some of us have experienced to great measures as well, you know, different places, different, different measures for all of us, but some people have gone through hell and back. And God wants to bring vengeance. Vengeance is of the Lord. It's his to take event, to avenge the enemy. It's for him to bring the recompense. So let's, let's do some declarations. You guys ready? And we're going to be done. All right, here we go. And remember, you got to say this like you mean it. So... We'll get you in just a second, okay, Lawrence? So we're going we're gonna to pop through this. And, and also, I want to say, brother, if you have something you want to share up here, too, I'll, I'll have you come up because this is a family room here. But let's, let's make these declarations with faith. The invisible realm is more real to me than the visible realm. Angels are with me at all times to minister to, strengthen, and assist me. I consistently release the supernatural others by faith, not merely by sight or feeling. I am relentless in my pursuit of releasing the supernatural. <laughs> 
I will not take no for an answer. I will not let apparent failure stop me. Relentless. Just say relentless. And the last one, I increasingly have supernatural, Holy Spirit-infused dreams, visions, unusual miracles, manifested authority over demons, angelic visitations, new infilling of the Holy Spirit, and other encounters. Those are some good things. Making a declaration is kind of like praying a prayer, but what we are doing is we are, we are agreeing with God through these prayerful declarations that what we know of God that is true in these statements, we know that it's his will for us. So we declare those things before we are actually experiencing much of it. And it's through the power of the declaration that life is released, that momentum gets released. So if you're curious why we say these things when it doesn't feel true, we just, we, we speak to our circumstances. The God who created the heavens and the earth spoke the worlds into existence. He created us in his image, in his likeness. He said he has placed the power of life and death in your tongue. Your tongue has the ability to steer the course of your world. It's like a little rudder on a ship. A ship can be really big, but that little tiny rudder can move it here and there. So Jesus, we thank you tonight, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for our Legacy City Church family. God, we thank you for what you are going to do in the days ahead, in the months ahead, into the new year, as we move forward into 2024. God, we know that you have something for us. You have works that you have created in advance for us to do. And we know that those works have to do with the people, the human beings, the sons and daughters of Adam that are needing to be reconciled to you, that need to be touched by heaven, that need to have an encounter with King Jesus, and that you are going to release us to go to them and minister life. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you that the best is yet to come, that there's more, that you have more for us, more of your presence, more of your anointing, more of your kingdom breaking into earth. So we love you, Lord, and we thank you. And we, we just entrust ourselves to all who you are and all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Wednesday night, since Tammy and I are going to be gone, we want to give these guys a break as well. I know you guys don't come out on Wednesdays right now. So we're going to take a pause, a holy pause. Not pause of Bremerton, but... We're going we're gonna to have a pause. We're going to um, just have no gathering on Wednesday night. And then we'll be back on Sunday, next Sunday. And Wednesday, we're, we're not going to cancel Wednesdays. This is just, it just, just makes sense for us to go ahead and do this uh, last weekend this week. Did you have something? Oh, and David wants to pray for us because we're going down to get some goods. If it's all right, I'd, I'd like us as a church body to pray for Scott and Tammy before they go down. 
to Redding, California, to Bethel for the leaders' conference. And because, um, yeah, I think there's something new Holy Spirit's going to show you there. There's so many facets of God that we have not even seen yet, and I think there's many more to come. And this is, he's going to give you not just one, but a few. And, you know, Carr and I just got back from Oklahoma where we listened to many ministries, but one of the things that we really caught on to was that um, in the Bible there's parallels about uh, the person doing the work for the kingdom is like the ox. And, you know, they're treading the grain, you know, for the kingdom. And, by the way, if you're a son or daughter of God, you're also an ox in the kingdom. So we're all doing the work that Jesus wants us to do to go out in the field. But in this case, Scott and Tammy are, you know, doing the work for this, this church body, which is all of us together. And so we want to bless them that not only are they going to receive an impartation from Jesus, but they're also getting you know, rejuvenated and rested and they're coming back. And it's not just for us to passively wait for them to come back. It's for us to grab a hold of what they're bringing back with them. In the same way, Scott and Tammy are going down to Bethel, uh, to Redding, California, to release whatever anointing they have for every person that God puts in front of them Scott and Tammy have something that Jesus wants to release through them to impact other leaders, other ministries, other oxes in the kingdom. And this is part of building up the body of Christ. So I would like us, if we could all just like gather in, gather close, and like if, we, if that's all right, can we lay on hands and pray? Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, if you don't know what to pray, Continue to ask what we're just now learning about. Ask Father God, because we know he's a good father, to fill us more with your Holy Spirit. Fill us more. Fill me more, Lord. And I'm saying this as much for myself as I am for all of you guys. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for Scott and Tammy. Thank you for this amazing couple and this amazing Alcorn family, which has been such a huge blessing to us. And this church family, we just thank you for them and we bless them, Lord. Father, we bless this awesome couple, this awesome family. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to reveal more of yourself to them. We thank you that you cause them to lie down in green pastures. While they're down there, they're being rested and rejuvenated by your spirit. And through them, Lord, your Holy Spirit flows through their bellies. Rivers of living water to the leaders that they're interfacing with. Thank you, Father. 
I just pray that you fill them even now, Father. We ask that you fill Scott and Tammy even more with the fullness of your Holy Spirit. Fill them now even more, Lord, to overflowing to where they can't help it. They're just walking around and there's living living waters just splashing out of their sleeves and splashing out of their, you know, everywhere. Just, you know, Holy Spirit's getting out everywhere. Leaky, as Scott said. You can't contain, you cannot contain the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to bless the leaders of, of Redding, California, Bethel. You're going to bless that whole body and the Holy Spirit. We just thank you that you're going to break out in this place, just like you break out here. And we thank you, Lord, that we're going to be, we're going to be in an expectation that when they come back, we're going to grab onto what you've, that impartation that you've given them, them. And we as a body, as a church body, are going to operate the way that you intend, Father, Your will, it is to heal, it is to deliver, it is to break loose the bonds of darkness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else want to pray? Lord God, we just, uh, we set this couple before you, Lord God. We set them before you, Lord God. We lift them up. We lift them up to you, Lord God, and we just ask that you just bless this day forward until the return. Provide them with angels for protection, for strength, and to minister to them, Lord God. The whole time they're gone, Lord God. Just let them be filled every day, every day with your presence, Lord God, with your presence. Lord God, just put hedges of protection around them, Lord God. Keep the evil one out. Keep them in, Lord. Just to strengthen them, Lord God. Let these angels strengthen them, Lord God. Let them come back with supernatural power. Let them go down there with supernatural power. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit from this day until they return. In Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just thank you that they're going to release the peace of heaven, Lord. And we thank you that Washington State carries the word, Lord, that we're the whirlwind state. And we break off all confusion, Lord. And we just bless them in their path as they go down from Washington to California, that they are actually bringing peace to California, that they're bringing a deposit to the state of California, Lord God, that they're shifting atmospheres as they're flying across the West Coast and declaring the peace of heaven across the atmosphere and the darkness shall not prevail. Lord, I thank you that they're declaring the truth that the Northwest is filled with joy, peace, and love. Lord, we just thank you for the cross-pollination, Lord God, for the deposit that they're carrying, Lord, into other leaders, Lord God, that they are a sign and a wonder, that they carry the joy of the Lord in Washington State, Lord. And when people think of Washington, they're going to think of Scott and Tammy, and they're going to bless the state. So we just bless them in their coming and their going. In Jesus' name, amen.